I'm Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. Good morning. It is Monday, October the 3rd, 2022. Back for episode 78 of What Do We Know? My name is Dan Roskill here with Dave Geller. Dave, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Happy October. Happy October. How are we doing? Doing great. Nice fall weather. Sure. Nice morning runs. And, You've uh, been running in the morning? It's been, uh, every morning. What do you mean every morning? Every morning I get out there. Run. Every morning? Every morning. You're running every day again? Every day. I've been doing that for a while, yeah. You didn't tell me that. Well, I, I not. have not been. I've been I, mixing it up. I know. I didn't want to make you feel bad about yourself. Um, thanks, Not bro. running. You did have the streak. How many, how many days did you Doesn't run? doesn't matter. It was a long time. It was no, no, no. How many, how many, you know, the, the, the pre-meniscus. You, you ran how many days? I ran a lot. I don't even know. I didn't a lot of miles. Anyways, yes. Nice crisp morning. Sure. You know, I'm Were you in Maine this morning or you were in Maine yesterday? I went to Maine for the day yesterday. Just for the day, back up and, and down. Back forth, yep, to Portland. Was it windy up there? It was, was very windy down here. It was windy here. It was less windy. No, the, the drive up was windy. It was windy. But you were inside. Um, it was in my car driving. You're not yes. like the kid in Auburn who was, that tr- <laughs> you sent me the article, oh, the yeah. kid that was stuck in the school bus. Yeah, door. now you've got me reading the um, Lewis <laughs> and Auburn Sun, Sun Journal as often as I can. Well, yeah, some, some um, little boy from Sherwood Heights um, was stuck Sherwood outside. Forest? Sherwood Heights. Where's Sherwood, where Sherwood Heights? Sherwood Heights is actually New Auburn near where Dana, Dana Bureau is from. There we go. The and, French uh, immigrants who settled this, there. This poor young man, he, they, they, they clarified, he wasn't dragged outside the bus. He was just stuck outside the bus hanging by his backpack. Subtle <laughs> difference right there. <laughs> Flashbacks together being hazed in the Bam. middle school. How was your I got I got a, a good nugget from Auburn. That's going to be for the end of this All podcast. Right. You're going to like nugget. it. I think you actually really might like is it. it. A, is it a soy? I'm not going to say anything else. Soy nugget? Not going to say anything nuggets. else. Uh, happy birthday to Hannah Geller. Hannah Geller. 22, 23, 24. It's a great question. Born in 1997. She's 25? Yes. Yes. Hannah Geller's 25? Is that crazy? Really? Yeah. I thought she was younger than that. She looks younger. She always gets carded. Um, as she will for the next. I guess she graduated years. from college a couple of years ago, and uh, she was she was old t- for her grade. She was 2020. Yeah, she was. Um, she was a smidge old. She's 25. Yeah, 97. Yeah, October 1st. Yeah, 2020. Dave, what were you doing at the at age of 25? What was the story? <laughs> um, you were living. You were med. You were med school. Med school. You were living in Brighton, Austin, Brookline, Newton, um, Brighton. I think at that point living? I was living in Brighton with my friends. Okay, this um, is 1993. No, Where 1993, are we living in 1993? 1993, I was living with Jen. Where? Um, in, um, bleh, I think Newtonville. Newtonville? Newtonville? Yeah. No, or maybe Waltham. Waltham. I don't Where in Waltham did you live? I'm, 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 I'm so confused right now. Come on, now. man. Well, I never heard about the Waltham chapter. Yeah, we, lived, your... we, we rented a, uh, a condo for my sister Rachel for about nine months in Waltham, right behind Joseph's 2, um, you know, right next to McDonald's. The diner, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a good experience. So you were living there right prior. I entered Waltham in '96. Yeah. yeah, yes. I, I did. You go to that diner? We did it a few times. I used to, we used to go a lot to. Um, I heard that guy couldn't read. The guy who couldn't read. I, I didn't ask the guy to read. I asked him to make me my eggs. We used to go a lot to the Iguana Cantina. I mean, that was like. Did a you go to Joe's at me? I went to Joe's a couple of times. There, that, that was like the place to go. When um, you were of age. Yeah, and, and Iguana college. was my where we loved to go. You know who worked at the Iguana Cantina? You know the answer. Who worked there? Who worked at the iguana? Yeah. You, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Elizabeth really? Yeah, she did. I had, I had many hats from the iguana cantina, which my which my nachos came in. Did you ever go to Bison County? No, you wouldn't because you don't need did not. I yeah, ran you, by you Bison don't, County. You don't need a. I ran away from the Bison. What did you eat the at the iguana County, cantina? Bison County was not there when I was there. I don't think the best the best extinct Waltham restaurant was Carambola. That was a really really really. Oh, that good. was a great restaurant. That was outstanding and very sad that it went away. And the Elephant Walk is nothing like the Carambola was. You Sorry, know, it's also was overpriced. Good. Um, I used to eat, um, you know, veggie quesadilla, uh, veggie enchiladas or whatever, uh, the big, uh, the wraps, burritos. Thank you, burritos. So I, hear, to, I can't ask you, like, restaurant questions. Grande. You don't I used to have the grande, the, the big grande. And the, I would ask for two, and the waiter would say, you know, these are very large. You know, I like, said, look I at this know. Guy I am. Bring it. 
So I can't ask you like the usual like where'd you go to eat at Brandon's because you keep you kept kosher. Like when you go out to all the restaurants, like Parents Weekend or like yeah. for like before semi, like where would you go in the we North would End? We go if know? my if my family came in, we would go to like, Rubens. Go to Rubens. <laughs> I mean, there's limited I just, options. I was, tell, I was just telling the girls, my father would show up. We'd uh, you know, at my dorm. Actually, Rachel lived. My sister Rachel, the condo that we we lived in, she lived in Waltham for a short time. Was she on the other side, or she just owned a condo and was renting it out for side income? No, she she had so they lived there, then they sold it. But, Got it. Uh, but my dad would you know show up with you know um, roast beef sandwiches and deli 50, deli 50 meats, fifty pounds and, of meat, and yeah. pickles and knishes, and that was what we would do. I had a knish. I'm glad once with you on Monday at mm, Nate Landis's that was house. Delicious. So um, potato knish. So we, we had a nice Rosh Hashanah um, followed up with. Uh, me eating the tuna pastrami that David Lannis described to us two years ago, which was really, really good. It was tasty. And the regular pastrami, which was also really, really good. Tasty. And the knish. And the knish. And some other good stuff. Yeah, a lot of knishes. A I lot of good food. Gotta be careful when you start eating all that salty fish. It was a lot of food for like an afternoon You're for me. very thirsty. So right? I came home and I was right, right for bed at about exactly. six. Hit, hit, not, not the best situation. Hit me, hit me too. Hit me too. I had a lot of halava. A lot of what? Halava. Halva? Halva. There's, say, not, there's not an extra I say halva. I've, I've always said halva, and everybody says halva, and I it, say... Well, the label says halva. So could you describe no, that to tasty treat to our listeners who might not know what halva is? You, you actually... You, want, you can describe what's in it. I mean, I think it's eggs and sesame. It's sesame. Right? It's like and sesame paste. It's this sweetened. gritty... It's like this fudge-shaped, gritty... Off-white. Kind of sweet. It's sweet. Um chunk of something and i just it's love it really bad for you oh my god I lo- it's so <laughs> my mom liked that a I mean, lot you think and then that we stopped you eating it because it's got egg, it was egg whites isn't it more egg whites i'm, I'm gonna hoping. take a look at the ingredients of the halva in a, in a bit and see how bad it is or how surprisingly good it but is but there's different like that halva was good because it wasn't too too gritty i'm loving the halva improvisation we have but that was really good and it's funny because i didn't see that atlantis's because i was eating it it was came up for the dessert you might have left it i think i think by dessert people had cleared out of there yeah people ran away no it was good it was a good time over there i'm glad you joined us we saw you at synagogue which was nice and sitting in the back row um, so here we go, David. In case you're halva, oh God. also halva or halwa, there's no extra A in there, is a type of confectionery originating from Persia and widely spread throughout the Middle East. The name is used for a broad variety of recipes, generally a thick paste made from flour, semolina, or finely ground seeds or nuts, such as sesame or sunflower seeds, and sweetened with sugar or honey. We'll just call that the the um, pretty good extra extra A. Yeah, I've got or I was some like Middle Eastern at, market at yeah. the butchery, the but butcher. I'm sure there's better. Butchery, the butchery, the butchery. Um, so we had, we had a nice <laughs> fall week with Rosh Hashanah, which was warm, segueing into a chilly weekend, segueing into going to Maine. Hannah's birthday, we went pumpkin picking, as you saw. I saw those picks. Some pumpkins those were, you guys over really, Verrell. Um, really excited. Not Verrell, but Verrell. Feral, not feral, not feral, feral farm. Feral farm. Right, there we go. Feral farms. Feral farms. <laughs> a lot of Oops. feral pigs. Typo. Um, but um, yeah, nice. I, I love the I love the colder weather. This is and the greatest this is, this weather. Is my kind of season, so I'm ready. If you go back in our podcast, we always say this probably in October, November. This is the greatest weather. It's great. It's pretty good. Leaves are still not peeking around here. Were they peeking up? Uh, that's a area? great question. I didn't notice as I was going. So um, probably not. Smidge of the speed limit. Um, how, how many pumpkins did you get? We got six. You get one for James to bring to Well, there are storm. seven of us, so we only got six. So I think you get one for James. We already had a couple of pumpkins for lying around, but we're like, yourself. well, I didn't want to go out picking again because now it's like $46 a bag or something ridiculous. Hmm. And by this point, no. So I'm like, let's go with the pumpkins. Which they is, increase it's, the it's prices? Closer every year they increase As the, the fall goes up? Really? No, like as every year. I remember when they were $20 for like the big bag. Now it's like 41 They should just, you know, sell them off the ground for half price. I think we went somewhere where like if they had fallen, like, maybe that place up by Conway or like off the tree, it's a dollar a pound. Like if they'd fallen, it was a little bit less. It's so it's kind of sad <laughs> to me, like all the wastage, right? all those apples. Are on well, the- as you know, the biblical laws of pay, I say that if it's fallen, you may not harvest it. You must leave it for the poor. You're like, what did he just say to me? That's, no, that's <laughs> that's me. I mean, oh, no, Payaz, Payaz, the uh, the corners, they feel the lake, exactly. head, the lake head of the ones that fall yeah. down. No, so you, and they they should, but they should package those up, right? And sell them for. Cheaper. I think they use that for cider or apple do, sauce. Hope they do. do they do something I with them? I think they do. I think they do. Hope they do because it's a waste. So I'm, I mean, I like how I dropped Payaz and Lakehead 
early. Yes. Because I want to introduce a new topic for this podcast, which may be relevant to some of our listeners, but not all. Right. And we're gonna do we're gonna do a little little a little a little, a little Mishnah Yomi. A little Mishnah. A little, really? a little daily weekly discussion. Weekly. Weekly. Uh, Mishnah Shvui. Yeah. Um, uh, the Mishnah, for those of you who do not know, is uh, earlier been a commentary on the tradition. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Talmud takes that to an, to a very a, a much more ridiculously in-depth degree. The Mishnah is a baseline interpretation of like, hey, what, what do these traditions mean to us? And I was only there because I was looking at Yom Kippur, mm-hmm. which is coming up on Wednesday. Sure. And this rushes on to Yom Kippur pipeline. I was trying to think of something clever to write or reflect on after my multiverse Rosh Hashanah piece, which dropped. I think I have an idea in there. Uh, and I was just, I was reading just the, the introduction to the, to, the, to the Yom Kippur service in the Mishnah on ancient Hebel, which is very different than how we do, do Yom Kippur today, as you know, David. Yom Kippur to you probably means, let me describe a couple of things that you do. Um, fasting. You do a little bit of fasting, yeah. Um, repenting. You do some repentance. Where do you go? To synagogue. Okay. I wear some you listen to some sacred readings. Yes. Right, Torah, Haftarah, right. You wear some white clothes. You wear some white clothes, no, no, cloths. No leather. No leather, which is a, a later rabbinic interpretation of, yes. of the restrictions, right? Yes. You may not look in the mirror or wash or drink. Right? No, yeah. you take, and I know that you take it very seriously. I do. I do. I know, I know that you do. already. Um, in the old days, it was a little bit different. Laid on me. So... The brief summary of the of the introduction to Dave's laughing is I cannot believe we're doing this. I just I I I, I, I like uh, it because of the ending quote of this little Mishnah. All right. Um, so basically, the, the the short of it is seven days prior to Yom Kippur, they would take the high priest and they and they would sequ- they would sequester him for a week before Yom Kippur mm-hmm. because the high priest's responsibilities on Yom Kippur in the Beit Hamikdash was intense. He had to go to the Holy of Holies and offer the expiation for the for the sins of the people and choose the goats for the Azazel goat, right? And all the good stuff and the scapegoat in the wilderness, which would then be chucked off of the ravine, as you know, Ooh, right? Yes. Yep. Um, but it was like the, the responsibility that laid on the on the shoulders of the Kohen Gadol was intense. Yes. Very, very intense. So they, they would keep him separated and he had to be married. Hmm. He had to be married because he had to make atonement for himself and for his house. And the rabbi said in the mission, like his house means he has to be he has to be married. And not only that, David. Yes, Daniel. They had another wife in like on the side in case the first wife died in those seven days. Really? There's both a wife and there was the replacement wife, just in case the Kohen Gadol's wife died in those 10 days of, or the seven days when he was sequestered, which is crazy. So the rabbi then said like, well, what if, what if the replacement wife dies? And you know what they said? This is a classic, like, like what if, what if, what yeah, if, yeah. what if, like how, how far down the rabbit, rabbit yeah. hole do you go? You know what they said? You can use the goat. Amrulo imkain ein ladavar sof. If that's the case, if we're so concerned about the replacement wife dying, there is no end to the matter. So at a certain point, you actually have to stop contingency planning for the Great. worst case scenario yeah. for the high priest Yom Kippur. So one backup wife is enough. A second one would be unnecessary. That, n- that need not be a source of concern. So I'm, I'm, I just know, Dave, that you and I both love the, there's a lot of details and scenarios and contingencies in Judaism that we play yeah, out. Yeah. Like, what if, yeah. what if? The rabbi said, in this case, like, just one replacement wife is enough. That's amazing, right? Yeah. We're not going to have, like, three backup wives in case there's, like, a plague or, like, a meteor strikes, you know, the Kohen's house. Like, what are you going to so do? So interesting. Was that was it an actual marriage or was it a, a lady in waiting in case they... they that is an amazing... No, it says another wife was designated. So, like, you know... Being a high priest has his perks, right? I mean, in those days... The priests live in the high city in Jerusalem, yeah. and they have the, the special entrance on the, oh. uh, over Robinson's Arch. So I love that. So I think, as I said, like, that was how it was. Yeah. That is not how it is today. Yeah. You know, I have multiple wives. We do not sequester clergy for a, a, a week before Yom Kippur. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I just think that the way, the way that it was back then was, like, palpable. And, like, you, there was no—I mean, we were offered animals and sending out goats and not just, like, sitting around in the back row synagogue— Taking things seriously, right? It was a very mm. different vibe. So interesting. There's a lot more. I think there was a lot more on the line back then, tangibly. Yeah. If if that's how it it's happened. It's interesting to me that they, that they needed a wife in in um like just in, in in the principle of the thing because there's no I'd have a house. No, no, no. No like, wife, no house. It's like it's like the semantics of it all, right? So it's uh, by like in la davar, so there's no 
end to the battery. Because as you know, like the rabbis built a fence around the tradition, like, well, what if this? And what if this? You can't, you can't mix the threads. You can't do this. And actually, this little, this little verse means all, all the way down this rabbit hole to like kashrut laws. So I just love like at a certain point, no, there's no end to this. Like stop, stop, stop the discussion. Yeah, we're done. We're gonna, I love that. Ain la devar sof. There, there, there's a, there, there's a blog in there, I think, but I, I can't quite get my whole head around it. I've got mm. some other ideas. I love it. But I think this is great. This is a great contribution to the argument. Of like for you, Judaism is really probably one of really intense religious rituals, as opposed to like, oh, it's like it like I'm laying down some cultural markers and like going along with it and celebrating and yeah. not taking it too seriously. Yep. There's a real divide, I think, yep. amongst American Jews and about really in Israel too about like religious versus cultural. Mm. I'm actually more on the cultural side, mm. although I do like the religion. I think you're more on the religious side. Yeah, I'm more I'm more on the bricks and mortar stuff. I think. Um, yeah, like. Uh, yeah, and how that how that relates to me and and yeah. my connection and everything. Yeah, that, that's it's interesting. I, I'm just thinking. Yeah, uh, that there's a, there's a lot of cool stuff out there that they that um, that they did or, or we don't do now. Yeah, I'm not saying that that's a cool one. So maybe if, if, if for those of you out there that, are, that you can read the Mishnah for free on Safari, which is a great website. Re- read Yoma, like which is Yom Kippur Yoma. Read read about what they did mm. and just think about what you're about to do. Yeah. and say, whoa, this is really it. different. That being said, like ancient. Judaism is very different than today across the board, but some of these rituals blow your mind, and I kind of wish I'd been there to well, see some of them. Yeah, well, some, yeah. There's a lot of kind of a lot of rituals that we don't do anymore, right? So. Well, there's no longer temple sacrifices yes, yes. or or scapegoats or other things, which again may or may not have happened. Hmm. But the Mishnah, as, as a a newer text than the Torah is, perhaps is a little bit more yes. historical. I do believe that in the ancient temple there were these rituals. I'm not sure what happened in the wilderness with Moses. You know what I mean? Mm. That's how I feel. But in Ladavar Sof, there's no end to this discussion, David. You know, but we, we can't. Like but we can't. I, mean, I think the Mishnah of Shvui is a good idea, actually. I'm into it. We've talked about studying uh, together. I would do that. No, I would do that. I would. I would do that in a in a, in a hot second. And guys, if if you are not here for the discussion you know, rituals, I'm sorry, but like this was good. I think this was good for us. This is good. We can like keep going. No, we can keep going. Maybe we'll come back to it a little bit later. No, let's do this. In the Dabarsof. Um, but checking out with you, Dave, how was the flu clinic? It was good. Yeah. Were you, was, were, were you there? I was, I saw I was picture. working. I, was I saw working. a picture. I was working. Um, good turnout? Yeah, I think we had about 200, 200 kids. We were going to have it outside, but it started, the rain was in the forecast. Sunday was, uh, sorry, it was, a weird, it was a weird day. So we moved it inside, and it went, it went very smoothly. Okay. Um, yeah, we had great team, you know, people. Uh, you yeah, know, how, how, how do you staff up the flu clinic for 200 people? I assume more than the usual weekend. <laughs> yeah, we have like three or four nurses there, a few front desk people. It's a lot of um, checking in, checking out. Right. So, so question number one is, have you gotten your flu shot? I have not gotten it yet. And question number two, did you give any flu shots? You did not. I did not. Of course you didn't. I've de- no, I don't usually give flu shots. Don't you don't give, give shots, shots in general. I did, though. During COVID, I gave I actually gave You Maddie, told me that. You know? yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I haven't, got, I haven't got it yet. I will get it. I'm, I'm getting mine on Thursday yeah. afternoon. Go for Let's it. go. Let's do it. Let's do this flu shot thing. Let's go. Um, and Dave, breaking news in the, in the, from from the Association of Pediatrics. Oh goodness, do you know about this? I probably do. But it's about lice. I saw that. All right, Dave, you want to tell us what happened? You tell me, and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, and, I'll and I'll go. The on. Headline is dun, 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 for those that are concerned about head lice. Uh, quote: Let students infected with lice return to class. That's the new guidance from the AAP. The organization also recommended that schools stop screening children for lice. Don Nolt says, Dr. Don Nolt, quote, head lice are an unpleasant part of the human experience, but they can be successfully managed and are no reason for a child to miss school. Is this a surprise? Has this been a long time coming, Dave? Were you blindsided by this guidance? How do you feel about it? Well, actually, I read an article yesterday on this, but I didn't read actually that line. I read up, I read about the treatment plan that we how we treat it usually. Um, so, but this isn't blindside me. I mean, there's a lot of controversy over lice and when kids can come back to school. What is and what was the pre-existing guidance or suggestion? It, it was actually it, there was all over the place. There was two different guidance. Mm-hmm. There was like you know, once you treat, go back, and there was some people felt don't go back until you won't find any eggs or live nits or whatever. Um, so the, yeah, I think that guidance, I think there's been two, sh- if you, if you've ever had lice in your house, have you ever had lice in your house? Yes. Because I've, we've had it multiple times. And it was an absolute S show. Multiple times. <laughs> if, and if Jen, my wife was here right now, she'd probably vomit if we talk about this. Cause we've been, I remember, I remember some pretty uh, amazing moments, you know, we've been plants were upended. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I've treated a lot of lice both in my home and in the office. And how do you treat lice in the office? You just say put this. No, stuff I mean, on like, no, no, treating like in terms of diagnosing. Okay, saying, sure. Saying get out quickly. I'm getting look. Itchy. Look what I see crawling around right oh, yeah. now across that's, my that's my forehead. favorite stories is the mom that came in with four, three kids, and she said, I think they have like a like a dandruff or something or itchy scalp. But I checked for lice, and there's no lice. And I walked over to one kid. I said, lice. Next kid, lice. Third kid, lice. And I walked up to her and said, you too. Um, oh, so, boy. So, yeah. Is that, tr- that's, is that whole story true? That's a true story. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Three <laughs> kids, one mom. Um, and it's just a huge nuisance. And the problem is the, is the cyclical thing of it that keeps on going and going. And it's just more of a nuisance. It's not It's not dangerous. You know, it's not going to cause a health issue. It's a huge nuisance. But as a parent, it's a huge nuisance because you want to stop this lice. You don't want your kids walking around with, you know, bugs on their head. Although we're probably all walking around right now with bugs on our body that we don't even know about and see about. They don't bother us as much. Um, but... Um, so the, tr- the some people recommend, and actually the AAP has always really recommended, I think, is once you treat, you can go back to school, you know, whether or not you still have live ones, because if you treat them correctly, they can't reproduce, and if you treat correctly the eggs, which haven't hatched yet, um, you know, um, actually the yeah the eggs that will hatch will will um, either be dead or they won't or if they do hatch then they can't you know yeah. propagate but anyways but that the problem is that doesn't always that, that that's that's in theory that always as doesn't always work so that's where the controversy is so I can't think of the last time I heard about a kid missing school for less anyway yeah it's been a while I mean he's got like letters home I haven't seen letters in years I mean but some schools say come on back <coughs> and some schools say don't come back and that could you know that could be preschools or public schools until until you have nothing in your hair sounds they, like an imminent discussion for the Lexington Board of Health and yeah, School no, Committee it's, it's a, <laughs> and, and it, yeah so anyways interesting that's a great topic we'll see where that goes I mean I can tell you one time uh, you know one of our kids had lice at school, and the school nurse, who was extremely um, experienced, said, "Ah, no big deal. You don't have to go home." You know, this, this was one of your kids, like yeah, Gellers. Yeah. yeah, this is like 10, 15, 12 years ago. So, all right, you know, others won't let you come back. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. We will. Great one. Hot topic. You like that? I, I mean, I mean, I was googling. It's like got me on that pediatric one, news. Yeah. Like, boom, lice. I'm like, oh, how about that? There's a lot of new things coming. I mean, pediatrics. They like doing a lot of hot topics. Not, not to go deep, but they just change some recommendations on jaundice and how to evaluate it and treat it. Like uh, in, 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 infants, in like infants. Yeah, hyperbilirubinemia. Bilirubinemia. You know, yeah. There's new guidelines and there's a lot of. Um, Is it getting more uh, permissive or more concerned? A little, little bit, little bit, you know, a little bit longer um, um, period I, of making, I had keeping jaundice. Things. I you had jaundice. jaundice. I did. Explain, just, explains a lot. Jonas is very interesting in infants. It's, it's, I could talk about it for a while. Well, that's, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll come back to that next time. Maybe I no. It, it just to me, it's very interesting. Jaundice, that jaundice. Not anyways. I forget. Like I think I think Oren had to. How can how can that be interesting? Yeah, most kids are jaundice, but I think there were n- there were numbers that had to like figure out if they were good numbers or bad exactly. numbers for Billy like in the so teens or something. Yeah. So many variables that go into I'm, it. I'm gonna do a little uh, prep for jaundice. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna come at you next time pretty hard. All right. Let's go. Make sure we don't come back to head for headlights. Have you ever had headlights yourself? I don't think so. Because I've had it again multiple times in my in my house, and I never. Well, got you have it. short hair. I, well, I think my hair. I think certain hair they don't like to crawl around in. I think know? they need. They need hair. I don't know. They need, <laughs> they, they need, they need <laughs> hair. I had hair. I had hair. They need hair. I had hair. <laughs> um, Nice job. Okay, so lice check, flu Bam. check, jaundice next time. Good. Great. Maybe, uh, maybe not. What's out there in school? Schools are open. Wonderful. <laughs> um, heard about, uh, just uh, noteworthy, we had a presentation on English language learning, which is always relevant and interesting. And um, I noted the numbers had been ticking down for a couple of years after increasing for a long time. And I said, why is that? And they said, what, what happened? What's ticking? The, the numbers had been like, they were up like 8%, what 7% for number percent of kids who were getting ELL services. Ah, ELL. And they were sort of trending down 7%, 6%, 4%. And they're like, yes, Dan, huh. because international folks weren't coming to this country for a couple of years because of oh. COVID. Like, Makes sense. Interesting. Makes sense. Because there had been a regional increase for a number of years as people were moving here to work in firms which required international talent and then kind of shut down for a while. Hmm. So I'd expect a rebound Interesting. in some ELL numbers. Um, well, I think what we're seeing in Bedford is just a, is actually a, a slow um, contraction of overall enrollment. I think I told you a couple of small years of kindergarten in a row. So Davis School is a little bit less full, um, but it's a huge fourth grade. And we graduated the big 12th grade uh, last year. So overall numbers are down a bit. So that's all I can really tell you about exciting things in schools hmm. other than like sports are happening. And, you know, that's great. So whatever. 
<laughs> Interesting. I was I was walking by Bedford High School two weeks ago. Yes. And um, it was a Friday night, and there was a football game. Yes. But Bedford was playing in Newburyport. I'm like, who is playing Who's here? Playing? Yeah. Ghost team. Well, it was Burlington against Woburn because Why? Burlington is renovating their turf field. That's great. So they are rotating through like neutral no way. home games. Huh. And uh, they're playing over here. That's neat. So that was kind of cool. That's I walked by. I'm like, I'm not going to watch this game. Like, there's a band and there's like another for? cable. There's, game. A, there's a bigger crowd. I mean, I mean, different crowd. Um, and then That's Bedford, cool. Bedford big 31-0 win over Wayland, which is unusual. It's craziness. The night. Um, they're on their way. They won in Woburn, which is a little bit unusual. Woburn's pretty good. Bedford beat Woburn. In Woburn. Bedford beat Woburn. In Woburn. That's against, huge. Against Belcher, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's, um, How do you feel about what was the score of that game? It was it was close. That should but be my like boy Stuart Livingston had a big touchdown catch. So that's a big Stewie. deal. And then Bedford boys, uh, they won the Frank Kelly Invitational. Down yes, in Memphis, I saw that. Card, uh, and Johnny and Carter won in three. Your son know. ran thirty fourth. Uh, I forget what he was, but it was I nice. One hundred and fifty runners. He was, he was up there. Uh, I So I think I think I told you like watch out in the D four sectionals for Bedford because two of the top runners are going to be are going to be you know, from Bedford. I heard so. they may run to the D two race. They're so good. Uh, no. Um, I also I thought of, I thought of a new category for you. Also, Dave, it's called the jukebox. The jukebox. Because I, I I listen to a lot of music, and I hear songs. I'm like, Dave must have an opinion about this song. I probably do. I I, I know I know. I know we haven't had like the music podcast because I think your musical. Oh my goodness. Library and experience is a lot more. I think nuanced than mine is. But I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you four songs. They're all a little bit older. I apologize. What and maybe may one new one. Just I want you to react to it. Ooh, okay. okay. I listened to the song this morning. Yes. By Meatloaf, who you probably love. The song is Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Can we just talk about it for a second? Well, I saw Meatloaf in concert. I know that you did. At, down at the um, channel with Jeff Levine. Like at the channel? Yeah. I remember that place. Yeah, that was great. That's a great, you know, first, that's a great song, right? It I, is a great song. And it's a great, I would say it's an all-time song. It's also a great video for MTV. Um, that's right. That's really true. The, oh, I forget who the lead singer is, but she was famous. She was famous. Who yeah. sang with him. Yep. You know him in a sweaty, you know handkerchief, and Do you uh, remember him in Fight Club. Shirt? Remember him in Fight Club. Yes, amazing. You know, a great song. You know, with um, was it Phil? Is uh, Phil Rizzo? You know, um, Rizzuto. 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 <laughs> Rizzo. Sorry. Um, Frank rated. Rizzo. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Phil that? Frank. Remember that from the Jerky Boys? Do you know that? <laughs> oh yeah. Jerky. Oh no way. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a cassette tape. The Jerky Boys. I had the same one. Anyway, back to back to Meatloaf. Um, no, just you know one one of the great one of the great songs, which was like you know a narration of a story. You know, it brings us all back to our adolescence. Um, you know, maybe you know, yours, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I wonder if kids today could relate to that song. But just a wonderful song, and he was a he's a wonderful. Um, Ellen Foley, David. Yeah. Ellen Foley was the female voice. Yeah, in that I, song. I, Remember a lot of my a lot of my we went to the, you know, we go to the yard house now I told you this with my wife I know that you I, do and what I like about that is they get the music playing they get the videos playing and sure. I remember these my 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 musical you know part of my musical uh, life is based is revolves around these all these videos For sure. but um it's a song, song that once it's on you have to listen to the whole thing that's why I was just talking there's talk- some songs where you're like this is on I'm not I'm not gonna change it and that's absolutely up there well I think. give me another song as we're on this give me another song. Because I, I had this, I had this discussion. Uh, the, like songs that you listen to the whole thing with, or yeah, just yeah, other songs I want to react to. You say you have to. Like, I'm gonna listen to this whole thing. Uh, you you go next. You go next. I'm, I mean, to me, it's there's some newer ones. Like if 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 I get like nah, newer one, you gotta go back to your my Hotel California. If I hear that, you gotta. Uh, hear that I don't need that really. You do know who sings that? The Eagles. Thank you. Are you kidding me? Are you? <laughs> I'm not that young. All right, give me give me one of your songs. What what is it? Um, Hold on. I, I, think, I, I, think, I have questions for you. I think we're alone now. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you're cruising the mall. Uh, I mean, the, song, I mean, um, I mean, there's a lot of Oasis songs in there. Oh. I'm a huge Oasis oh. fan. Really? Massive. They are. They they are quite talented. Those those those. Um, I mean, from '93 to '97, Oasis was the was the most popular band in the world. I could listen to Wonderwall or Live Forever. Were you listening to in like 70s music at all? Like, um, you know, like the Eagles, like Chicago? Or my parents listened to 70s music. I did not. Maybe with Fleetwood. My mom loved Fleetwood Mac and I hated Fleetwood Mac. Oof. Sorry. Oof. Okay, hold on. All right, continue. We'll, this will, we'll, we'll, we'll pick that up again. Music podcast. So the songs we have to listen to the whole way through is a separate category. Okay. Just for the record. Right, I like that. Okay. okay. Um, all right, song to react to. Uh, Beastie Boys, Sabotage. Oh, my God. You must love that. 
you're getting the chill. You're getting it's getting misty in here. Beasties, you know the beasties. One of my regrets is I never saw them in concert. My friend Mike Traster, I talked to him once. He's from a guy from one of my good friends from Maine, um, and he'll be at hopefully maybe I don't know if he'll be at the football game this year. Great guy, but he saw the beasties in New York. You know, he said it was crazy that people were hanging That's where from they the must have, must have been but, seen. But, you know, but License to Ill, I mean, that was groundbreaking. The first album that came out, I mean, every song, I know every track on that album. And when and when they, you know, came out with, um, you know, Sabotage, um, you know, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, right, all that. I mean, actually, at our at our uh, pre-wedding dinner the night before our wedding up in Maine, we went out of VFW and we had a DJ up there. Your VFW, yeah, you yeah. did. <laughs> and I and they, Sabotage came on and I was just, oh, yeah, I was just crazy. Oh man, one of my that's, I, I probably ran to that three days ago. You could have been in the Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys are great. You could have been in the Beastie, Beastie Boys. Boys are great. So sad. I you wish know, you would have been. I wish you'd been involved in the Beastie Boys. I could have been. I know they're all Jewish boys from. I know uh, they were. I, know they I mean, were. I could have been. Oh my, yeah. So yeah, Sab- that, that that's that's a great. That's a great. And these, I mean, these, these I assume are all home runs for you. I mean, that's right. a song. Honestly, I would I will start running to and I will go back and play it again so I can hear the beginning the beginning of it. You know, it's a great song. I think these are songs that you probably all like. A little bit more than I do because they're a little bit older. But I was we're, driving we're, to we're say I was driving around uh, Maine one time with a friend of mine, Brian, just driving around Brian Billado, who I haven't talked to for years, and his big old like big old, like sedan, you know, big old car, like a like a I don't know what it was. He had the, he had the radio on and, and he put this on. And he's like, you like songs that get you revved up, right? You can get high energy. I'm like, yeah, I love high energy songs. I just love them, you know. Like we we were going into um, remember you and I were going to the Red Sox with the Red Sox game, and I, I and I put on um Nazareth, you know, um Hair the Dog, you know, and I'm getting revved up for the game. Remember that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm I'm. I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. Right. That's all right. Now nah, you're messing with her. Okay, <laughs> go on. Give me another one. I like this. I know. I, I thought you got you like this. All right. Um, this is a little bit candy. All right. Uh, Brian Adams, Summer of '69. Oof. Great song. Yeah. Tell me more. That was that was like the summer of '85 for us, actually. He, he was like, he, was he even alive? I think it was like he was like five years old that summer. But he, <laughs> but he, but he was singing about it. But I mean, still, I mean, I mean, take your pick with Brian Adams, Heaven or Summer of '69. But See, I, I gave you Summer stuff. of '69. But you go back to his old music too. Even the, the album before that, which I forget, is a great album. Um, Editors, no, you are so happy right now. No, I mean that Brian Brian Adams, like, like I remember that video too. He no, he no. I'm thinking of um, the one he was in the, in the empty swimming pool. Um, uh, uh, cuts like a knife. Um, that's a good one too. But yeah, that's they all kind of sound the same. That's like a gimme, a gimme song, right? Like you, it's 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 like um, it it like it's like a Jimmy Buffett song, right? <laughs> if you hear the opening chord, you, I think you have to say till the end. Yeah, I think you do actually. Great song, yeah, yeah. great song, and you know, it just it, to me that's a mock, a stamp on my a time stamp on my life for that song. You know, I can remember driving around in my Pontiac J two thousand. Place yourself. Was this a main, this is a main, main song or this main, is a probably 1985, 1984, yeah. 1985. Like this is junior, senior, high school year. Great song. I mean, I'm talking fast because I'm excited. You know, it's uh, closing your eyes. I see you sort of playing the tape. No, I mean, because I, I, when we, you were there when um, Bill Janovitz, you know, who I consider a a good friend, um, the lead singer Buffalo Tom, did a. Solo uh, acoustic show for us. Oh, the Vinebrook. Vinebrook. VBT. And what's in that space now? um, Omar's um, uh, comics. Um, it's a comic store. Yeah, it's a comic in like a in like a video game place. People, go, it's actually a, it's going to be a nice place. Sad days. Yeah, Maybe it's a yeah, I empty it. empty keg somewhere. But, but when I introduced him, you know, I basically said, you know, his music, you know, was like is like the soundtrack of my life, and like yeah, you, yeah. You, these songs, like the soundtrack. You know? All right, this yeah. this one, I'm not sure you're gonna like. I think I think I don't I don't know if you're a Grateful Dead fan. Okay. I'm but not I'm a huge. I'm gonna Dead say fan. I'm gonna well, well, let me, let me, let me a, give you a song. Jen is a, let me give you a song. Yeah, it's Ripple. Yeah, do, good song. Do, 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 do. No, great song. Yeah. That song actually has meaning for me because Jerry Garcia died when I was in Israel, and like the guys yeah. who are deadheads, like all brought their guitars out and like weeping. Like I don't, I don't get why this is important, but yeah. this was a really good song. So yeah, I mean, I, I just appreciate the. I don't know if there's always a word to use a musicality of, of the dead. Do you have a favorite dead song? I really don't. Box uh, of Rain, Mexicali Blues, Terrapin Station. No, yeah, I mean, John's band. No. Maybe Uncle John's. I mean, I, I, I just, you know, I just, I like, I like the music because I like the, listening to the, um, like, this is what I like with the Rolling Stones. Is I like to listen to the background music. I like to listen to Keith Richards, you know, guitar in the background. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the, you know, not just the vocals, but the, 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 the mud layers of the song. That's what the Dead bring. I mean, the Dead brought all that jamming and, and riffing and um, improvising, and it's just beautiful music. And I, I don't really like 
the mute the, the song specifically. I don't think that's why I'm like I don't think I can get this. But one. I appreciate the music. So on SiriusXM they have all these channels. They have the Springsteen channel, the Beatles yeah. channel. They have the Buffett channel. They have the Grateful Dead, the Pearl Jam, the Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. Like to me that's like I, I can sort of ease through any of that just like listening to it. Yeah, yeah. When I'm driving somewhere and not really pay too much attention. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, I do wish I had seen the Dead just because. It would have been an experience, but you. But I mean, we we had a conversation before about like the kids that were into the dead were then into fish, yep. and like who, where are they now, and who who are the, what are the kids listening to now that were listening to, that were like me when I was listening to fish, yeah. Like is is jam band done? Yeah. So we need, we need to talk to a relevant kid who can yeah, talk about that I with us. That, see, I, maybe a festival kid, you know, who might have something yeah, to say about that. Like I don't maybe know, a Geller. Right? Yeah, I don't know. The, I don't know fish as well. I mean, I know. Of, you know I was much more into fish. Than but I you think the dead? You know, like I don't think it's like, it's like I don't think somebody could re- ever reproduce the jam bandness of the dead. I mean, that's just not that's not doable. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, if you listen to fish and listen to dead, it's different. It's yeah, very different. That's the dead. I mean, they were just doing it. They weren't trying. They were just doing it. They actually came to Maine. I forget when. Of course they, they did. Come on. Probably had a whole campground for like a they week. Know, they were up at the up at, yeah the, where the bowling alley was where um where uh, I was thinking. The one that you were booked, they were going to buy again. More, yeah. more on this purchasing later of but, stuff. And, and yeah, Maine, that was right? a crazy concert. That was a crazy weekend. All right, so, I'm, uh, so my next question. Is, I mean, th- those are the songs I have for you. Um, but I'm going to guess. I'm emotionally drained right now. Well, uh, well, from this, Mishnah this, to music. Mission to music. Mission to music and lice. And lice. No. Uh, this is I think I think know the answer. Are were you are you an LA rocker or a Seattle rocker? So LA would be like GNR, Motley Crue, 80s, and Seattle would be like Pearl Jam, House and Chains, 90s. I mean, this is just because of your age. I would assume you're an LA rocker because I'm um, definitely a Seattle rocker. I'm. That's a great question. I actually I'm a huge. Um, you know, Seattle grunge oh, fan. Easy. I mean, Sound so God and Nirvana. Oh, me too. Um, STP. You know, I could. Yeah. I don't think STP was Seattle. But they came out. I of think that. they were California. No, but they came out of that that whole thing. That was more rocky than grungy. Yeah. Um, but they were on the path. You know, Pearl Jam. I like them. But oh. I, yeah, but I grew up with all that. You know. But you grew up with with Motley Crue, man. I wasn't a huge Crue fan. You know. Um, I mean, you I, 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 I like the music, but you, I wasn't like. I wasn't like you know all the. You don't like kickstart my heart like driving through Maine. Your friends yeah, must I have mean, been. I was a van. I was. I a van. think that the druggier kids you hung out with would listen to those, that, and you were not. Yeah, like I'm, mean, ta- I'm taking a little easier. And, yeah, yeah. And you know, um, Cinderella. I mean, all those. Yeah, all those but you were old for that though. At that point, Poison was, was 89. I mean, you were a little older. Um, but no, I was. I was still probably more Van Halen. Aerosmith, sure, sure. Um, Judas Priest, the Boston Rock. Yeah, Your Boston New Jim was in there. Boston Rocker. Speaking Jay of Giles, Jay Giles, Jay Giles, Jay. Wasn't he from? I think was he from Bedford? Jay Giles. He was, or he lived so, here. I mean, like I, one of his bandmates was well, yeah, from I mean, Bedford. What's his name? I mean, I think Blad is from either Lexington or Needham. I mean, I googled the, the, these guys all recently because I'm actually for some reason I'm following this Jay Giles Facebook group um, for some for some reason. Yeah, no, no, yeah, Jay Giles um, passed away recently. Um, but yeah, they, they have Lexington. Does he sing of the Loadout? Yeah. It's a great song. They have Lexington um, roots, definitely. Those guys. One of them lived in Lexington for a while. Um, speaking of uh, of music, it's a th- it's a 30th anniversary of Allison Chains' Dirt album, mm. which, if you're not familiar with Dave, is probably the ultimate grunge Seattle album ever. And I read a, I read a piece last week about like just reflecting on Dirt. So if you know, you know. Happy no, Happy birthday, uh, Allison, Allison Chains. You know. There we go. Man in the box. Man in the box and rooster. All right, the good, good, good jukebox section. Thank you. We meant to bring it back. Yeah, you know the the Nirvana album, right? The 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 um, don't the, don't jump the gun. No, I was just saying that and the Beastie Boys. Like you know, I mean, did you see that? You see that? Do you see the new Batman movie called Batman? No, because they have something in the way in that movie, hmm. and you're, it, it it comes up twice, and it's so good both times. But this is I was gonna say, these are the times when you be a lot of these albums like you these are old days where you listen to album from you know start to finish and you, every every track right which you don't do as much now maybe you do that of with you, um, you do that with um what's her name um, easy you what is her name I'm not gonna help you out here I know she made a new album Red um, her oh. name is Red no anyway. you can do it you can do it I, I see the ideas forming in your head I can't even do it. Um, anyways, you know, the, uh, every Taylor, Taylor Swift, thank you. But every song Swift on those albums, mm-hmm. anyways, yeah, great, good, good, good. Food department, yes. Um, peaches, as, as you know, I after oh yeah, after making fun of you for a long time, taking a dabble at this intermittent fasting thing. How's it going? It's going I think it's going pretty well. Really cool. 
I think uh, yesterday I took the day off. So right now, really right now you haven't eaten, right? I so you feel you get a little bit of a here's, here's low, a problem. Low, low I played, I played basketball last night. That's played great. Until eleven, nice. I came back. I had I ate a little bit later because I was so hungry and thirsty. So that was like eleven. So I'm trying to make it to like one o'clock today. It's fourteen hours. So you should have not, and then you would really. But I was I played two hours. I was dehydrated. You can and drink thirsty. water, seltzer water, but that's okay. You give me no credit for my push efforts. You give me no credit for my efforts. No, I get it. No, I get it because we because sometimes I come home late. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just gotta have something to eat. But I'm not. I'm not eating after nine. Like full stop. Bam. It's a huge change for me. It's great. Um, and um, I can see. I think I'm doing here. all right. I think I'm doing all right. So Dave, thank you for the suggestion. Well, let's see how it goes. So this, I mean, it, I didn't make it a New Year's resolution, but it just happened to be like Rush Hashanah. I'm like, I'm gonna try something else tomorrow, and now we're a weekend. That's great. Let's go. Look forward to it. Look forward to seeing the. Hopefully, I will shreddedness. I just want to be a little leaner. Well, you're pretty muscular, bulky now. But I'm not. You call me fat. Not blubber. Call you me got, fat. No, you got big, big pipes. All that pastrami that I had last week really went right so to the wrong places. That's a great picture on uh, of um. Jose Canseco and Mo Vaughn. Oh, there like, we go. See, like, just their arms a little, crossed. Little bit, a little bit creatine. There yeah, we go. There you go. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think of something clever to make with all those pumpkins I bought because I bought some sugar pumpkins too. Sugar pumpkins? But we like squash more than pumpkins, so maybe like throw some pumpkin in with some squash for some soup or some other things. So. Can you do that? Can you mix the pumpkin and the squash together? Is that legal? Uh, well, pumpkins are kind of squash. No, but you're mixing the two. You can have a mixed Isn't squash. There must be a mission around that somewhere. Well, you know, eating pumpkin is a time-honored Rosh Hashanah tradition, David. So we can probably find another connection. Although we we we're all, we we've moved on from Rosh Hashanah. We have. We're on Yom Kippur. Um, do you do you learn anything this week, David? Or are we wrong this week? Hmm. 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 I always have to reflect on that. And learn. And we do, we do talk about it each time. So I mean, I don't really have a good one either. Actually, uh, what I learned. I was on the drive up to Maine yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was listening to NPR, and, was, and I, I don't—I forget what what show it is. Okay. Um, and but the the host had a had a woman on who, and I didn't know what her background was, but she did a lot of research on music like sociology stuff on people and behavior. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a really interesting thing that she said. She was talking about different things, but there's this whole. Um, like a habituation, and I forget what the effect she called it, but how we get used to things, um, okay. and how we get used to um, like negative things, so we, we adapt that way. So <laughs> negative stimuli, like you know, uh, uh, a dog barking or a bell going off, you get used to that. You kind of, you kind of, um, you know, phase it out of your brain. But she said, just but the same way we we phase out negative things, we also phase out joyful things. So, and there's this great line, right? He said, the first time your your girlfriend or your future wife says she loves you, you're, it excites you. It's so awesome, you know? But after a while, I love you becomes, love you, you know, good night, see you later, love you. Mm-hmm. And that we have to remember to also not to habituate, and there's this effect that I, I like and, this, um, how to, you know, still enjoy the moment still bring back the joyful thing should still be joyful you know and and how in how you have to um you make the place for that in your life you know and so i thought that was that was kind of that's a, an important a, reminder yeah. i think i'm very bad at that yeah and i i and think we're probably all pretty bad at that yeah. that's and why she was talking about how important it is yeah it's, there's a lot of stuff she mentioned on this it was a great it was a great um great segment and just in during this time of reflection and return right um during these uh these ten days of penitence, right? Oh. High holidays. Oh. It's nice to to uh, be rejuvenated, and so that's my my thought for the day. That's what I learned yesterday. But did you um ask anybody for forgiveness on Shabbat Shuvah? I did not. You know, do you want um, do you want to ask me for forgiveness right I'm now? I'm safe for anything that I've done to offend you or hurt you over the past year. Um, please forgive me. Absolutely done. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> The global, <laughs> all those listening. What did I learn? Uh, I got nothing serious. I learned that Liverpool is terrible. And uh, <laughs> I learned that Patriots third string quarterback is not so bad. Although he came up a little bit short in Green Bay yesterday. As they almost won the game in OT. I had the tweet ready in case they had scored in that second drive. Like, ha ha. And then they didn't. Oh, uh, that was it. I actually listened. I was I actually sat back. and watched the game. I listened unusual. to the game yeah. on the way back. Yeah. On And it was really exciting. Was it was more exciting. I mean, I, I, I'm not watching football now at a whole lot, but you know, I was home. I had time. Um, uh, we had already eaten. 
I'm like, oh, let me throw in the game. Oh, what's happening? Oh, this might actually happen. And then, of course, it didn't happen. So, so but it brought you back. I haven't mean, listened to. I mean, I listen to Red Sox games once in a while when I'm main on the radio. I like that. You know, I listen oh, yeah, to you know, Celtics Red Sox, games. Red Sox re- regional radio network. I mean, Celtics games, right? In the old days, you know. You went to a Bruins game. I went to a Bruins preseason game with Maddie because we have some. How how tickets. full was the garden? Great question. 25%, 50%, 60%. I'm going to say 60, 65%, nice. which wasn't bad. All right. And the, and the fans were into it and it was but it wasn't the same energy of course well, like it's from 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 the bruins to us like they there was a lot more organ playing a lot less music there were no during the intermissions no activities any, on the any, ice any um any good like rosh hashanah hymns <laughs> any piute no. no but it was good though <laughs> and, and i didn't realize this but the end the end of the we talked about this yeah. the end we uh, went to overtime oh, like i'm good. like oh god i'm gonna be here for another, another half hour hour for Five overtime minutes, for yeah. a preseason <laughs> game you know this is crazy but they they went they go into a five minute three on three you love it it's like and it was exciting. It was like watching. The, it was exciting. And then we scored and we won. And then they would have went to the shootout. So it was actually it was great. And, and we walked out of there with a win. And Maddie and her friend who I took had a great time. When did you get home? Um, by ten. No, it's a short, Not great night. Bad. Yeah, it was a great Bruins night. win. Easy parking. Nice drive home. Yeah, we parked at MGH. Parked MGH. It was great. <laughs> and it's like, why are we walking? So did you wear your Bruins swag? We did. What'd you wear? I got a. I got a. Um, a uh, hat or jersey? A jersey. Jersey. And With a name or just blank? It has a name on it. it has a name. It, okay. Geller. No, it's 12. It's Bergeron. Patrice Bergeron. Somebody gave me it to actually. Can't go wrong. As a present. It was very nice. And I got Maddie a jersey. Someone gave it. you a Bruin jersey as a yeah. present? How yeah. nice of them. Very nice. It wasn't me. It was our, fa- our friendly cr- crossing guard. The one that you shout at every, every morning? morning? She's like, here, have a Bruins jersey, I Dr. Gave, Geller? I, I said, what I, is this? We, we do stuff back and forth. <laughs> okay. And, and, I got, and I got Maddie well, a, sh- I got well, Maddie well, a show. Well, well. Yeah, Maddie now has a um, Pasternak Pasta, shirt. I was going to say, Pasternak. There we go. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was a good night. It was just fun. So we're looking forward to some more games. And hopefully, maybe you, me, and DB, the two DBs will go to a game. I thought we were going with Mike Rosenberg. We're going to get him there, too. Got a lot of tickets. So you, you, have, wait, I'm trying, you, have, a, you have a third of the home games. Technically, I have, we have a... I have a we, we have the we have the whole season between three, three people. Yeah, you know. So you have a third of the home games. Well, maybe kind of f- a quarter if we don't want them because there's another friend in there too. So you but got ten games, ten eleven games. Yeah, we got a lot of games. You know, ten eleven is I wouldn't say that's a lot. It's, it's like, a lot. It's of like game. it's like a game and a half per month. Yeah, I'm not going to that many games. As I said to you last week, Dave, you just want to be involved with the tickets. I do. Just like, oh, I might go to Patriots game, except I might not. I'm just involved. Well, I'm, I'm, going I'm involved game. with the discussion of Patriots. I'm going to a game, going to a game with, the, with, the, with the main boys. Go um, this weekend? You can get Lions. High, the high-flying the Lions Jets. going to the Jets. Nice work. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to re- I'm going to retire the Florida Man segment, David. Really? I am, because I'm so, because Florida disgusts me. And uh, again, the fact that all the elected officials voted against funding for disaster relief, like we're done with Florida, so we're not going to talk about Florida. They we voted against disaster relief. They just had all of them. The senators and the, and the reps, like you're shameless. So um, we don't talk about Florida. Don't talk it about was it. nice knowing you. The stories were funny, but we're going to move Wait, on. No to more. Is it nothing? We're not going to go out with anything. Nope. nope. All right. Um, but we're we're gonna move on to Maine though, because I, I got I got something for you, David. Please. You've been waiting for a long time. <laughs> uh, this is the next thing that you're, that you're going to get involved in. Okay. So I want you to think back to your youth. Yes. Um, parties. Parties. Youth group events. Yes. Things that, that you would do casually on the banks of the Androscoggin. A stone's throw from the Lown Bridge was a famous Auburn landmark. Do you know? Do you, do you know about the Lown Bridge? Do you know who that's named? Yes, we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I bet that you went there a few times. Not sure last time here. It was called the Roll the Rolodrome. Oh yeah, Rolodrome. Yeah. The owner has died. No, was that, that wasn't what's his name? John Marquis. John Marquis. Yeah. After sixty-eight years, it's up for sale. The Rolodrome was up for sale. I knew you love it. No. It's, it's it's right there, David. It's right there on the river. There is a three thousand word article up at least on the Sun Journal. About people talking about like their love stories and family stories at the Rollerdrome. I'm sure know. that you know someone who who like reflected on it. Uh, I just I'm sure that you've been there, and I'm sure this is a thing. Oh yeah, I, I've been there. I didn't spend a lot of time there because it was kind of a you know 
it, you know, it, it, you want it, it was a different crowd. <laughs> there. It was a different different crowd there. Um, but I, yeah, I definitely had gone there. Uh, exactly right is right to the right of the bridge. The, yeah. That place is famous. It's right there. We always drive. We drive always. We go right by on the way to LLB and you know to Freeport. Yeah, that's crazy. Famous quote. Famous quote. Everyone looked forward to going to the roller drum. It was a part of life. I mean that that basically Dana as a decent arm he could hit that with a baseball prior from, well from a, uh, he, on he's a bounce. A, he skated he must have gone there to like tool around was, a little yeah, bit. I, that, that was roller skates that was I know drum. dude oh man the roller Roll drum for up sale. for sale what are they gonna put there well what are you gonna put there is a the better question oh that's crazy little batting cages little indoor sports let's go huh well that yeah that, woo. I love I love watching your face. And there are places like, I mean, again, when, when lanes and games closed on Route 2, when Wallex sad. Wallex closed. Wallex, man, that's sad. Like, these are places that we remember, but they're gone. And now it's just like condos on Route yeah, 2, and like a big been, staples, you know? How great would Wallex have been to have right now, right? It's so great. I don't know. It was newer. And, well, they, now we have Kings, but Wallex was great. I mean, there's nothing close to, I mean, if you're living, if you're living in Waltham, go to Wallex. Don't go to Kings. Exactly. Right? Or the Rollerdrome. Like where can you where can you still go candlepin bowling? This is the question. Uh, Woburn, that's right. Yeah. Although for how much longer? Yeah, Woburn's is fun. Actually, Woburn is like a like a scaled down. It's a it's a it's a it's a time warp, dude. Version of it's a time um, warp. Kings, right? With a going into going into Woburn is like going into that synagogue in in, in Auburn. And like it just feels like the eighties. <laughs> you know? Of yeah. Bad. Oh, what do we got? Someone just what, reached out to me. What, and said, what did we sell? Someone it? just reached out to me. And said, did you don't want to buy that scroll? Which one? The, the Hofter Oscar? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Make me an offer, Babs. We'll yeah. go back up. No, right, we'll go back. That was a year ago. Let's do it. We went up a year ago. Are you going next weekend? What are you going to do with that? Next, next weekend. The scroll's crazy. But you're going to have it. That's what you're going to have. Huh. Oh, my gosh. Um, first of all, this has been a great pod. A lot I hope good, so. A lot of good this stuff. Good. I want to give a shout out to Brad Morrison, our friend Brad, who, Brad? who is a new listener. Ooh. Who said, I didn't know that you had a podcast with Geller. I listened to you guys. were great. So shout out, Brad. Um, shout out to to landmarks of, of birthday parties gone by, Roller Drill, Lanes, Games, Wallex. Shout out to great music. Yes. New category songs. We have to listen to the whole thing is of. Yeah. Come with a list of a couple next time. We're, no, we have to do the pot. We have another pod called Mishnah, Mishnah to Music. Shout out to Mishnah. Shout out to that Mishnah. We've got a lot going on here. This is a good pod. Teach me. Te- teach me. Pod. I'll teach you music. You teach me Mishnah. Uh, deal. All right. You um, actually, you're, you're, you, are you are supposed to study Mishnah by chanting it. And singing it. It's called Shinun. Yeah, repetition in the singing. Hmm. That's why the, the traditional tune for the four questions is the traditional tune of chanting Mishnah. I didn't know that. Not the, the song that we teach our kids now. Hmm. Learn from me. I'm learning as we speak. So we got Yom Kippur for Wednesday. We've got Sukkot around the corner. Oof, I gotta get my Sukkot. My You're going up to the farmlands of Freiburg and try to go up there, yeah, yeah, next weekend to, uh, to the Freiburg Fair last day. Good work. Good work. <laughs> Good work. Good work, everyone. Great pod. Episode 78. Uh, any last words? Um, Ain't let up our soap day. There's no end to the matter. If we keep on talking. There's no end to the matter. That's where Pumir's got to stop it. <laughs> we no, no. And um, always enjoy making making time for this. Awesome. And uh, we will do this again very soon. All right, guys. Uh, wish you an easy fast. For those you are fasting for uh, breezy and optimistic Sukkot, if you're making them, hope you catch a pick at the Freiburg Fair. We'll see everybody back here hopefully next Monday. Bye, David. Bye. What Do We Know is written by Dan Roskell and Dave Geller and produced by Terry Samaras from Lex Media and Lexington, Mass. Our theme music is from Joey Freeman, whose music you can find on SoundCloud. We'll see you next time.